0: This is episode 556 of the AWS podcast, released on November 21st,
1: 2022. G'day. Simon here asking for a favor. We love to get your feedback, and we really want to find out how we can make the podcast even better for all of our regular listeners. So take a moment and fill out the very short survey from the link in the show notes. Really appreciate
0: it. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Samlish here with you. Great to have you back. Joined by my co-host, honorable Wyn Wynne-Longren. How are you doing,
0: Hon? It's a whole new world with at least 410 points of presence and 29 launch regions, that is.
1: <laughs> it is, and many, many price reductions. We have so many updates in the lead-up to reInvent, a reminder that during reInvent we'll be covering stuff and uh, and Han will be on the ground. So if you see her around the show floor doing stuff, um, people should say day, shouldn't they? Come see me. <laughs> All righty, let's get into the updates on the topic of analytics. Amazon QuickSight now supports the monitoring of Spice consumption by sending metrics to Amazon CloudWatch. So now you can see how much of your SPICE capacity limit you're using and if you're running to the edge of your limits. Amazon Athena has announced query result reuse to accelerate queries. Now repeat queries are SQL queries submitted within a short period of time and produce the same results as one or more previously run queries. In use cases like business intelligence where interactive analysis in a dashboard can cause multiple identical queries to run, repeat queries can increase time to insight as each query needs to pretend nothing happened before and it does it all over again. Query result reuse works by returning a previously stored query result when a repeat query is submitted. Now, Athena identifies repeat queries automatically for you, so you don't have to change anything, you don't have to do anything, but repeat queries can run up to five times faster, giving you increased productivity for your interactive data analysis, and it means you're not scanning any data, so you're getting improved performance at lower cost. AWS Glue sensitive data detection feature can now identify and process sensitive data for Japan and UK entities. So this can let you detect personally identifiable information and other sensitive data as data is being processed by AWS Glue for preparation. So things like credit card numbers and other identifiable information, it can now include the detection of UK and Japanese bank account numbers, driver's license numbers, passport numbers and other entities. Amazon Kinesis Data Streams has added capability to easily inspect data records in the Adibus Management Console, so you can see what's flowing through. I think that might be a little bit handy when I'm building stuff. Amazon EMR on EKS now supports job templates to store and share parameters across job runs. So now you can use this to configure your Spark application parameters, and it means you've got consistent settings across applications by reusing and enforcing configuration overrides in your data pipelines. Amazon EMR 6.8 supports Apache Hoodie 0.11.1 and Apache Iceberg 0.14.0, so this keeps you up to date and gives you a lot of uh, improvements, including multimodal index support and data skipping with a metadata table that allows you to add bloom filters and column stat indexes to tables, which can significantly increase your query performance. It also adds an async index service, which allows you to create different kinds of indices in the metadata table without blocking ingestion so lots of cool stuff happening there amazon emr release 6.8 also now supports apache flink 1.15.1 and this gives you a whole lot of new features including watermark alignment which is in beta and a sql version upgrade the amazon open search service announces support for cross vpc connectivity powered by adbus private link so with an Amazon OpenSearch Service Managed Endpoint, you can now privately access your OpenSearch service domain within your VPC from a client applications in other VPCs within or across AWS accounts without using public IPs or requiring traffic to traverse the internet. With this release, the OpenSearch service allows you to create an endpoint to an OpenSearch service domain. These endpoints are powered by Adibus Private Link. If you've not used it before, it's actually really easy to get set up and get going to provide service from one account and VPC to another. Concurrency scaling for write workloads is now generally available for Amazon Redshift. With this new capability, customers who currently use concurrency scaling can automatically scale common write operations such as Redshift copy, insert, update, or delete on the to the concurrency scaling clusters the write workload support works seamlessly with any configured uses controls and workload management queue configurations when concurrency scaling is enabled for a queue eligible write queries are sent to concurrency scaling clusters without having to wait for resources to free up on the main amazon redshift cluster so this is a really great use for sort of flexing that access when you need to And Amazon Redshift has announced support for the Connect by SQL construct, enabling users to author queries to process hierarchical data in their warehouse. So starting today, you can recursively query the hierarchical data based on a parent-child relationship within the data set using the Connect by construct. Amazon HealthLake has announced enhanced analytics features, making it easier for customers to query, visualize, and build machine learning models on their HealthLake data. With this launch, HealthLake transforms customer data into analytics-ready format in the AWS Lake Formation in near real-time. So this removes the need for customers to execute complex data exports and data transformations. Now you can simply focus on querying the data with SQL using Amazon Athena building visualizations using Amazon QuickSight or other third-party tools, and using this data to build ML models with Amazon SageMaker. And we're also happy to introduce the Amazon HealthLake Imaging Preview. Now, this is a new HIPAA-eligible capability preview that lets healthcare providers and their software partners easily store, access, and analyze medical records at petabyte scale. With HealthLake Imaging, healthcare providers and their software partners can run their medical imaging applications in the cloud to increase scale while also reducing infrastructure costs. And this helps providers reduce the total cost of medical image storage by up to 40% by running their medical imaging applications from a single authoritative copy of patient imaging data in the cloud. Now, HealthLake Imaging enables access to medical imaging data with sub-second image retrieval latencies at scale powered by cloud native APIs and applications from AWS partners. And providers can realize the cost savings of transitioning to the cloud while preserving low latency performance, enabling them to focus their time and resources to focus on patient care.
0: Now, onto to the topic of application integration. Amazon EventBridge launches new scheduler. Today, we're excited to launch Amazon EventBridge scheduler, expanding its current scheduling capabilities by making it simple for developers to create, execute, and manage scheduled tasks at scale. Developers create schedules to arrange when events and tasks are triggered to automate IT and business process and deliver scheduling a functionality within their applications. EventBridge Scheduler enables customers to schedule millions of events and tasks across 200 plus AWS services without provisioning or managing the underlying infrastructure. EventBridge Scheduler supports one-time and reoccurring schedules that can be created by using common scheduling expressions such as cron, rate, and at a specific time with support for time zones and daylight savings times. Build event-driven applications with AWS CloudFormation Stack Set events notification in Amazon EventBridge. Today, AWS CloudFormation Stack Set launches event notification via Amazon EventBridge. You can trigger event-driven actions across creating, updating, or deleting your CloudFormation Stack Sets. You can achieve this without developing or maintaining custom solutions that periodically pull for changes in your CloudFormation Stack Set developments via CloudFormation APIs. With this launch, you can build your event-driven application across multiple AWS accounts, organization units (OUs), and regions with AWS CloudFormation stack sets and Amazon EventBridge. Amazon SNS data protection is now generally available with real-time data redaction and masking. Amazon SNS Simple Notification Service recently launched the public preview of message data protection. Amazon SNS Message Data Protection is a new set of capabilities that leverage pattern matching machine learning models and content policies to help security and engineering team facilitate real-time data protection in their application that uses Amazon SNS to exchange high volumes of data. Now, with the general availability launch, you can de-identify data with a message payload in real-time via data redaction or masking. Amazon SQS announces attribute-based access control ABAC for flexible and scalable access permissions. Today, Amazon SQS Simple Queue Service announces support for attribute-based access control ABAC using queue tags enabling customers to bolster their overall security postures with a flexible and scalable access control solution. Amazon SQS is a fully managed messaging queue service that enables you to decouple and scale microservices, distributed systems, and serverless applications. Amazon SQS significantly reduces the complexity and overhead associated with managing and operating message oriented middleware and empowers developers to focus on differentiating work. Amazon SNS increases the default quota for subscription filter policies by 50x to 10,000 per account. Amazon Simple Notification Service, SNS, now supports a higher default quota for subscription filter policies. With the increased quota, you can now have up to 10,000 subscription filter policies per account and can apply up to 200 subscription filter policies per topic. By default, topic subscribers receive every message published to a topic. With subscription filter policies, subscribers can filter out unwanted messages, simplifying their architecture and optimizing the utilization of their resources. Amazon RDS event now includes attributes for filtering with Amazon SNS. Amazon Relational Database Service, RDS, now supports the delivery of message attributes, which provide structured metadata about a message. RDS attributes are separate from the message, but are sent with the message body. The message receiver can use this information to decide how to handle the message, enabling routing and filtering without having to process the message body first. With Amazon SNS, a simple notification service, or Amazon simple queuing service, SQS, you can now consolidate multiple filters for each conditions into a single topic subscription. SNS and RDS events with attributes allow you to offload the message filtering logic from subscribers and the message routing logic from publishers. Each subscriber receives and processes only the message accepted by its filter policy. Amazon MQ now supports ActiveMQ version 5.17.2 and increased connections limits for ActiveMQ. The default connection limits for ActiveMQ brokers on Amazon MQ has been increased to 300 connections per transport protocol for mq.t2.micro and mq.t3 micro broker types and 2000 connections per transport protocol for all supported broker types. Amazon MQ is a managed message broker service for Apache Active MQ and a RabbitMQ that makes it easier to set up operate message brokers on AWS. You can reduce your operational burden by using Amazon MQ to manage the provisioning, setup, and maintenance of message brokers. Amazon MQ connects your current applications with industry standard APIs and protocols to help you easily ma- migrate to AWS without having to rewrite code.
1: Onto the topic of compute, and my goodness, there are a lot of updates here. AWS Lambda announces Telemetry API, further enriching monitoring and observability capabilities for Lambda extensions. Now, AWS Lambda now allows the Lambda extensions to collect enhanced monitoring and observability data about your function execution through the new AWS Lambda Telemetry API. Now, this provides a simple interface for extensions to receive logs, platform traces, and function invocation level metrics directly from Lambda. Today, you can benefit from these enhanced capabilities by using telemetry API enabled extensions from these network partners, Coralogic, Datadog, Dynatrace, Lumigo New Relic, Sendai, serverless.com, Site247, Sumo Logic, Sysdig, and Thundra. And you'll see a lot more to come as well. And this is available in all commercial regions where AWS Lambda is available, including the AWS GovCloud US regions. AWS announces native AOT tooling support for .NET applications on AWS Lambda. So this allows you to build and deploy native AOT compiled .NET Seven applications onto Lambda. Now .NET Seven is the latest version of .NET and brings several performance improvements and optimizations, including support for the native AOT deployment model. Native AOT compiles .NET applications to native code, and by using native AOT with AWS Lambda, you can enable faster application starts, which gives you an improved end-user experience. You can also benefit from reduced costs through faster initialization times and lower memory consumption as well. Now, native AOT allows .NET applications to be pre-compiled to a single binary, so this gets through to the just-in-time compilation, enabling native AOT-enabled apps to start up faster. In our benchmarks, native AOT-enabled applications demonstrated an average 44% and up to an 86% improvement in cold start times. App2Container support is now available for EKS Blueprints. So this allows you to set up a managed Kubernetes cluster on AWS. With this release, we're making it easier and faster to use A to C to deploy to clusters that have been created using EKS Blueprints. Customers can leverage App2Container-provided Kubernetes manifests with existing EKS infrastructure. With this feature, customers configure CPU and memory limits for A to C created application pods and customers can also create ingress configurations using ALB, the application load balancer, or NGINX with the AWS network load balancer. Amazon EKS and Amazon EKS Distro now support Kubernetes version 1.24, so you can update easily if you need to. And now some notable changes in this version includes container D replacing the Docker shim as the container runtime, and a change to beta API behavior and topology aware hints for efficient traffic routing being enabled by default. Additionally, you should note that the pod security policy, the PSP, is scheduled for removal in Kubernetes 1.25. Lots of information in the EKS blog and the Kubernetes release notes. AWS announces centralized logging support for Windows containers on Amazon ECS and EKS. So, this allows you to easily process and forward your logs to various AWS and third party destinations like our old friend CloudWatch, Amazon S3, Kinesis, Data Firehose, Datadog, and Splunk. And this means you can centrally manage, view, and query all the stuff that's coming out of there. AWS SAM CLI introduces Terraform support for AWS Lambda local testing and debugging. The AWS SAM CLI is a developer tool that makes it easier to build, test, package, and deploy serverless applications. Terraform is an infrastructure as tool code that lets you build change and version, cloud, and on-premises resources safely and efficiently. Now you can use both. Customers can now use the SAM CLI to locally test and debug a Lambda function defined in their Terraform application. SAM CLI can read the infrastructure resource information from the Terraform project, and start Lambda functions locally in a Docker container to invoke with an event payload or attach a debugger using AWS toolkits on IDE to step through the Lambda function code. Amazon TimeSync is now available over the internet as a public NTP service. Built on Amazon's network infrastructure, the Amazon TimeSync service utilizes a global fleet of redundant, satellite-connected and atomic reference clocks in AWS regions to deliver current time readings of the Coordinated Universal Time, or UTC, global standard. Previously, you could get this, but only through EC2 instances. Now you can access the Amazon TimeSync service at time.aws.com as a publicly available NTP service in addition to the connection provided directly to EC2 instances. Now, this is really useful because it means you can synchronize all the devices, IoT devices, infrastructure out of AWS to the same highly available time source. In the event of a leap second, the Amazon Time Sync service automatically handles this for you by smoothing out the addition or removal of the leap second with a 24-hour linear smear from noon to noon UTC. Amazon EC2 announces new price and capacity-optimized allocation strategy for provisioning Amazon EC2 spot instances. Now, you all know I'm a huge fan of spot instances because you can run stuff and pay less, and this is a good thing. Today, we're introducing a new price and capacity-optimized allocation strategy to help you optimize provisioning of spot instances via EC2 Auto Scaling. EC2 fleet and spot fleet. The price and capacity optimized allocation strategy makes spot allocation decisions based on both spare capacity availability and spot instance price. The price and capacity optimized allocation strategy is the best choice for most spot applications such as big data, containerized workloads, CICD, web servers, image, high performance computing, that sort of stuff. A best practice for using EC2 spot instances is to be flexible across the instance types and availability zones so you get a better chance of getting your target aggregate capacity and reduce the chance of interruptions even if some of the spot capacity pools are not available. Until now, the lowest price and capacity optimized spot allocations allow you to optimize your spot instance placement for either the price of the spot instance pools or the capacity available, but not both. The new one looks at both price and capacity to give you the instance pools that are least likely to be interrupted and have the lowest possible price. So the new strategy maintains an interruption rate compatible or comparable, I should say, to the capacity-optimized allocation strategy while keeping the total price of your spot instances lower than capacity-optimized would typically do. So it's like a saving on a saving. Amazon EC2 enables you to opt out of directly shared Amazon machine images in your AWS account. You can leverage this, for example, to reduce the likelihood of launching an EC2 instance with an unused or deprecated AMI that was shared with you earlier. Amazon ECS launches Task Scale In Protection. This is a new feature that enables customers to protect long running tasks from being terminated by scale in events and deployments. This feature helps simplify the orchestration of queue processing, asynchronous applications like video transcoding jobs, or in some tasks may be running for hours, even when cumulative service utilization is low, or in a new code version has been deployed while some tasks have not yet finished completing their ongoing work and it would be expensive to start again. So now you can manage this process much more easily. Amazon EC2 Mac instances now support Apple Mac OS Ventura. So now you can get the current major OS release and it includes multiple new capabilities and performance improvements over prior versions. Apple Mac OS Ventura supports running Xcode versions 14 and later, which includes the latest SDKs for iOS, iPad OS, Mac OS, TV OS, and watch OS. Amazon EC2 announces network bandwidth support in attribute-based instance type selection for auto-scaling groups, EC2 fleet, and spot fleet. Now, attribute based instance type selection is a feature for Amazon EC2 auto scaling fleet and spot fleet that means it's easy to create and manage instance type flexible fleets without researching and selecting EC2 instance types. Basically, you define your instance requirements like the number of vCPUs and memory, and you let the system do its magic. You don't have to do the math and figure it out yourself. Now, pr- until now, attribute instance types did not support selecting instances based on network bandwidth. Now you can specify your desired bandwidth as one of the instance criteria. And this is really useful for things like video streaming and firewalls and other workloads that need to move lots of data. Amazon EC2 placement groups can now be shared across multiple AWS accounts. When a placement group is shared, instances launched by one AWS account can utilize a placement group created by another account. And the Resource Access Manager or RAM helps you securely share your resources across AWS accounts within your organization or organizational units and with IAM roles and IAM users for supported resource types. So this is really useful if you have systems that rely on the physical proximity of the EC2 instances on the underlying hardware. Basically latency is what you're thinking about here and placement groups can really help with this. This is now the ability to span this across multiple accounts. AWS Parallel Cluster 3.3 is now generally available and introduces a new feature for compute resource optimization. With this new feature, you can map a compute resource to a list of Amazon EC2 instance types with an allocation strategy to optimize compute capacity for your HPC jobs. Lots of other new increased features here, but this makes it a lot easier to get up and running. Amazon LightSail announces support for domain registration and DNS auto configuration. Now, if you've never used Amazon LightSail, it's pretty much the easiest way to get started with AWS for users who need a secure high performance and reliable virtual private server or VPS solution with a simple interface and predictable pricing. Now, with the addition of domain registration, LightSail users are able to create a unique online address for their website or web application to enable their own personal or business identity on the internet. And with domain registration, users also get LightSail's DNS management functionality. And Amazon S3 on Outposts further optimizes storage management with new lifecycle actions and filters. You can now optimize your storage capacity by expiring objects as they age or are replaced with newer versions. And you can use the S3 lifecycle configurations for a whole bucket on your outpost or for a subset of the objects in the bucket by filtering by prefixes, object tags, or object sizes.
0: Now onto the topic of customer engagement. Amazon Connect launches update UI for quick connects with AWS CloudTrail support. Amazon Connects now has an update UI, Quick Connects, that records all changes made as events in AWS Cloud Trails. This enables you to look in AWS Cloud Trail to identify who took action on a Quick Connect when the event occurred and other details to help you analyze and respond. To get started, click on the link in the banner on the Quick Connect page to use the new UI. Amazon Connect Customer Profiles now services additional customer information in Amazon Connect Agent application. Amazon Connect Customer Profile now enables agents to see additional customer information stored in customer profiles in the Connect Agent application, enabling them to further personalize customer interactions and resolve their problems. For example, admin and retail companies can now add reward points information to profiles and enable agents to inform customers of points redeemed towards their orders. As another example, admins at financial services company can add credit limit information, enabling agents to quickly help customers call regarding a declined credit card transaction. Amazon Connect launches API to make an agent eligible for new contacts after a missed contact. Amazon Connect now provides an API to programmatically clear the notification agents received after they missed or reject a contact or make an eligible to be routed new contacts. Today, if an agent misses a contact, you won't be routed additional contacts until they acknowledge and clear the missed contact notification. Using this API, businesses can now build custom dashboards so contact center managers can identify when an agent has missed a contact and make an agent available for additional contacts. This API also can be used to clear similar notification including when an agent encounters an error with accepting a contact or is handling an after contact work. Amazon Connect customer profile now supports profile search using multiple search terms through the API. A company using Amazon Connect customer profile APIs for custom agent applications and automated interactions can now search for profiles using multiple search terms, making it easier to find the right profile. Using the enhanced search profile APIs, customer can search for profiles using up to five terms to narrow down or expand search results. For example, when dealing with common names, you can narrow your search results to one profile by searching for profiles that match more than one term, such as phone number and name. Another example, when uncertain on certain terms with uh, that matches a specific profile, you can expand the search result to all profiles matching any terms provided, such as phone number, name, or social security number. Amazon Simple Email Service announces Virtual Deliverability Manager to help enhance email delivery success rate. Today, Amazon Simple Email Service, SES, launched Virtual Delivery Manager, a new feature that helps customers monitor and increase their email delivery service success rate. Customers can use this feature to optimize their email sending campaigns and sending configurations to reduce the likelihood that mailbox providers such as Yahoo or Gmail will mark their email message as spam. Virtual Deliverability Manager offers insights with a at-a-glance report on send- sending and delivering data in a single interface in SES consoles, such as bounce rate, open, and clicks. Customers receive optimization recommendation, actionable steps to improve delivery success rates. Virtual Delivery Manager also automatically implements some email sending improvements, such as optimizing sending IP address selections without the need of monitoring or manually adjustment.
1: Onto the topic of database. Amazon Aurora Serverless v2 is now available in 20 regions, including Osaka, Japan, and Bahrain. And Aurora Serverless is an on-demand automatic scaling configuration for Amazon Aurora. Now, Aurora Serverless v2 scales instantly to support even the most demanding applications, which delivers up to 90% cost savings compared to provisioning for peak capacity. It adjusts capacity in fine-grained increments to provide just the right amount of database resources for an application's needs, and you don't have to manage database capacity or pay for stuff that is not being used, which is very cool. Amazon RDS for SQL Server now supports access to transaction log backups. With this feature, customers can gain access to transaction log backups that are generated by the Amazon RDS SQL Server instance and copied to your S3 bucket. Subsequently, you can restore single databases on that DB instance to a specific point in time using these transaction log backups. You can also use them for auditing, replication, or audit to process of the log data. Amazon RDS now supports the new general purpose GP3 storage volumes. This gives you the flexibility to provision your storage performance independently of your storage capacity, paying only for the resources you need. Every GP3 volume provides you the ability to select from 20 gigabytes up to 64 TB of storage capacity, that's a lot, with a baseline storage performance of 3,000 IOPS included with the price of storage. And for workloads that need even more performance, you can go all the way up to 64,000 IOPS for an additional cost. Amazon RDS Custom for SQL Server now supports scaling storage. Now, if you're not across what Amazon RDS Custom for SQL Server is, it's a managed database service that allows administrative access to the operating system. So you get more configuration, but you have to do a little bit more of the heavy lifting if you've got particular compatibility requirements. Now, starting today, RDS Custom for SQL Server gives you a simple way to scale your database disk storage as needed, and it simplifies that burdenless process of growing stuff. It's not always easy. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports the Amazon Elastic file system and integration with that. Now, you can now transfer files between the RDS for Oracle DB instance and the Amazon EFS file system. And EFS is designed for 11 nines of durability and four nines of availability, and you can scale to petabytes on a single NFS file system. So using EFS integration, you can stage transitory files like Oracle data pump export files on the file system and directly import from it. You can also use it to leverage sharing a file system between an RDS Oracle DB instance and an application instance, or across multiple Oracle DB instances to address your application architecture needs. Amazon RDS for SQL Server now supports a linked server to Oracle. So now you can link servers to access central Oracle databases to read data and execute SQL commands. So again, if you've got existing solutions that use linked servers to integrate Oracle databases, you can now migrate your SQL Server workloads directly to Amazon RDS. Amazon Keyspaces now supports the Murmur3 partitioner. So Amazon Keyspaces for Apache Cassandra is a scalable serverless, highly available and fully managed Apache Cassandra compatible database service and it now supports the myrma 3 partitioner. Partitioners create a numeric token using a hashed value of the partition key and Keyspaces uses this token to distribute data across nodes. Clients can use these tokens in select operations and where clauses to optimize read and write operations. The myrma 3 partitioner is the preferred partitioner for Cassandra developers. Amazon ElastiCache now has support for Redis 7. Now this release gives you a number of new features, Redis Functions, ACL improvements and sharded PubSub plus a whole lot of other good stuff. So if you use that, check it out. And Amazon ElastiCache now supports IPv6. So this allows you to connect to your ElastiCache clusters using IPv6 or you can also do IPv4 and v6. You can choose the combination that works for you. And we're happy to announce data tiering for Amazon MemoryDB for Redis. Now, this allows you to provide a lower cost way to scale your clusters up to hundreds of terabytes of capacity. Data tiering provides a new price performance option for MemoryDB by utilizing lower cost SSDs in each cluster node in addition to storing data in memory. Data tiering is ideal for workloads that access up to 20% of their overall data set regularly and for applications that can tolerate additional latency when accessing data on SSD.
0: Now, onto the topic of developer tools. AWS Proton now supports AWS CDK through code build provisioning. AWS Proton now allows customers to specify a custom commands used to provision infrastructure from their templates, enabling them to manage templates defined using AWS Cloud Development Kit, CDK, and other templating and provisioning tools through Proton. Platform engineers use Proton to define and keep infrastructure updated that developers can provision using a self-service interface. Now, platform engineers can define standardized infrastructure using CDK in addition to the already supported AWS CloudFormation and Terraform. AWS Copilot adds supports for AWS app runners' privately accessible services and more. Today, AWS announces the general availability of AWS Copilot version 1.23 with support for AWS App Runner private services, App Runner makes it easier for developers to quickly deploy containerized web applications and APIs to the cloud at scale and without having to manage infrastructure. By default, App Runner services are accessible publicly over the internet. Now, with private services, you can restrict network access to your internal websites, APIs, and application to originate from within your Amazon VPC. AWS Repos is accessible to users in five additional languages traditional Chinese, simplified Chinese, French, Japanese, and Korean. AWS Repos is a cloud knowledge service designed to help AWS customers remove technical roadblocks, accelerate innovation, and operate efficiency. Repos has only supported English since the launch of reInvent 2021. Today, Repos has expanded their user experience to support five additional languages. Customers can now learn, design, build, and troubleshoot AWS technology by posting questions and consuming content in the following language of traditional Chinese, simplified Chinese, French, Japanese, and Korean. Multilingual support makes the repost community more accessible to AWS enthusiasts globally, allowing them to collaborate and build connections with community members in their preferred or chosen languages and to locate content they need faster.
1: Onto to the topic of end-user computing, Amazon Workspaces announces version 2.0 of Workspaces Streaming Protocol or WSP. WSP is a high-performance cloud-native streaming protocol designed to enable your users to access a highly responsive remote desktop experience and some cool features like two-way audio video and smart card support. Powered by DCV technology, the WSP Host Agent version two offers significant streaming quality and performance improvements, including a better way two-way audio video experience with distortion free high resolution video and clear audio for better web conferencing experience, end-to-end UDP connectivity to improve responsiveness during poor network conditions, and a reduction of network bandwidth usage without compromising on responsiveness and streaming quality. And we're also happy to announce that Amazon Workspace's API can allow you to seamlessly migrate to the WSP protocol without requiring you to go through the migration of the workspace process. This feature will allow you to re- retain the root volumes after you switch your Workspace's streaming protocol from PC over IP or PCOIP to WSP or vice versa. End users of WorkSpaces can now easily take advantage of WSP features like webcam and smart card support. And WorkSpaces administrators will benefit for this feature because they don't have to manage custom images and bundles configured solely for the purpose of utilizing multiple streaming protocols supported by WorkSpaces. Also happy to announce certificate-based authentication for Amazon AppStream 2.0. So now you can use this certificate-based authentication with Amazon AppStream 2.0 fleets that are joined to Active Directory to remove the logon prompt for the domain password. By using certificate-based authentication, you can rely on the security and logon experience features of your SAML 2.0 identity provider, And this includes things like passwordless authentication to get access to your resources. So this gives you a nice seamless sign-on experience and this capability integrates with the Adibus Private Certificate Authority or Adibus Private CA to automatically issue short-lived certificates when users sign into their sessions. Nice DCV has released version 2022.2 with support for monitor selection for a full-screen remote session and time zone redirection. Now, this is really useful for support of Mac computers with Retina displays, etc. And basically, it allows you to have monitor selection for the Windows client, so you can choose which local display should be used for a remote full-screen session, Uh, support for Retina displays, as I mentioned, printer redirection for Mac OS and Linux, time zone redirection, so you can now configure your sessions on Windows host to use the client's local time zone, and a bunch of other cool stuff.
0: Now onto to the topic of front-end web and mobile. AWS Amplify Hosting announces support for Next.js 12 and 13. Today, AWS Amplify Hosting announces Next.js 12 and 13 support, including middleware, on-demand, incremental, static, regeneration ISRs, and image optimization. With this release, AWS Amplify Hosting offers fully managed CI-CD deployments and hosting for server-side rendering SSR, apps building using Next.js, and static web apps. In addition to supporting more Next.js features, AWS Amplify Hosting improves the experience of running Next.js apps on AWS. This includes NetJS apps deploys at least three times faster. Server-side logs are delivered to Amazon CloudWatch. Fully managed infrastructure reduces operational overhead for development teams as well. And onto the topic of Internet of Things. AWS IoT device management now supports up to 12 query terms for more granular search and monitoring. We're excited to announce that AWS IoT device management fleet indexing now supports up to 12 query terms. AWS IoT device management is a fully managed service that allows you to search, organize, monitor, and remotely manage your IoT devices at scale. Fleet indexing, searching, and aggregation queries, including fleet metrics, will now support up to 12 terms, up from prior limits of seven terms. These queries enable multiple use cases, such as helping customers capture fleet-level insights, define and monitor alarms on specific attributes, and filter on subset of devices for easier troubleshooting activities. With this update, customers can enrich their fleet management capability and perform more granular filtering through additional query terms. AWS IoT Device Defender now supports audit check for revoked Intermediate Certificate Authority. AWS IoT Device Defender, a fully managed service for auditing and monitoring device connected to AWS IoT, now supports a new audit check for revoked Intermediate Certificate Authority CA. If a CA revokes an Intermediate CA because it's potentially compromised, then all certificates issued by that inter- Intermediate CA is also potentially compromised and invalid. This new audit check identifies active devices certificates issued by the revoked Intermittent CA and helps customers review and replace these active devices certificates. AWS IoT Core announces location action to route location data from IoT devices to Amazon Location Service. AWS IoT Core announces Location Action, a capability to route latitude and longitude data from IoT devices to Amazon Location Service, making it easier for software developers to add geospatial data and location functionality to IoT applications. With this launch, you can route live location data of an IoT device to Amazon Location Service for tracking and geofencing use cases, such as tracking live locations of a device or receiving alerts when a device crosses a geofence.
1: Onto the topic of machine learning, Amazon Poly adds neural support for Swedish, Norwegian and Finnish. So these are three new neural text-to-speech voices, Ellen for Swedish, Ida for Norwegian and Suvi for Finnish. All of these voices have been designed to sound friendly and welcoming and they're useful for general content in publication, interactive voice response services and for educational use cases. Amazon Polly has also launched a new Dutch NTTS voice called Laura, which is a new female Dutch neural text-to-speech voice. We're happy to announce Amazon SageMaker model training support for the MLTRN1 instances powered by AWS Tranium chips. These are purpose-built for high-performance ML training applications. You can use the MLTRN1 instances on SageMaker to train NLP, computer vision, and recommender models across a broad variety of applications. Now these feature up to 16 AWS Tranium chips, which is a second generation ML chip built by AWS after AWS Inferentia. And MLTRN1 instances are the first EC2 instances with up to 800 gigabits per second of EFA network bandwidth. That's a lot of bandwidth so that you can do a lot of parallelization. Try and say that fast. Each MLTRN1 32XL instance has 512 gig of high bandwidth memory and delivers up to 3.4 petaflops of FP16BF16 compute power and features NeuronLink, which is an intra-instance high bandwidth non-blocking interconnect. My goodness me. SageMaker Jumpstart now provides Stable Diffusion and Bloom models. These are new state-of-the-art foundational models, Bloom for text generation and Stable Diffusion for image generation, and customers can access these newly added models through the SageMaker Python SDK APIs and SageMaker Jumpstart UI in the SageMaker Studio. SageMaker Jumpstart also now provides TensorFlow text classification algorithms, and this takes text as input and outputs probability for each of the class labels. It's a supervised learning algorithm that supports transfer learning for many pre-trained models available in TensorFlow Hub. Amazon SageMaker Canvas announces encryption support with customer managed keys for time series forecast models. So previously SageMaker Canvas supported encryption at rest using customer managed keys with the KMS for binary classification problems. Now you get uh, the ability to enable encryption at rest for SageMaker Canvas by using your own keys to encrypt the file systems on the instances used to train models and generate insights and the model data in your Amazon S3 bucket. Now you can continue to import, rotate, disable, delete and define usage policies for and order the use of your keys, giving you full control and flexibility for your encryption policies. Amazon SageMaker Canvas has announced support for correlation matrices for advanced data analytics. Now, SageMaker Canvas provides capabilities to analyze and explore your data, such as the ability to impute missing values and outliers with standard or custom values, using mathematical functions and operators to define and create new features and visual exploration of data through box plots, bar graphs and scatter plots. Starting now, SageMaker Canvas supports correlation matrices, allowing you to summarise a data set into a matrix that shows correlations between two or more values and how they relate to one another. This helps you identify and visualise patterns in a given data set for advanced analysis. What do you think of something I'm going to use that for after this show? Amazon SageMaker Autopilot now provides feature selection and the ability to change data types while creating an AutoML experiment. Now, the features you choose to include in your data have a significant effect on the model's results and predictions. As part of its automated evaluation criteria, SageMaker Autopilot includes all features in the uploaded data set. It now offers controls to end users who understand the data to make feature selections. So starting today when creating an Amazon SageMaker Autopilot experiment, you can not only select or deselect the features from the training data set, but change the data types that were automatically inferred by Autopilot. Now, this release also includes the ability to preview the uploaded input training data set. And Amazon SageMaker Autopilot now supports batch inference in Amazon SageMaker Studio. So now you can run that batch or offline inference, so you can run these machine learning models. Previously, if you wanted to perform offline inference on the ML models using Autopilot, you had to first obtain SageMaker Autopilot's candidate definitions and do a whole bunch of other stuff that I won't get into. Now you don't, which is nice. Amazon SageMaker Autopilot experiments are now up to 2x faster in hyperparameter optimization training mode. So this is particularly in reference to data sets greater than 100 meg running 100 or more trials. Now, there are two training modes available in SageMaker Autopilot, hyperparameter optimization and ensemble. In the HPO mode, Amazon SageMaker selects the algorithms that are most relevant to your data set and the best range of hyperparameters to tune your models using Bayesian optimization. But for larger data sets, the tuning time with Bayesian optimization can be longer. So now we will use a new multi-fidelity hyperparameter optimization strategy that gives you the state-of-the-art hyperband tuning algorithm on data sets that are bigger than 100 meg with 100 or more trials. And we'll continue to use the Bayesian optimization strategy for the smaller data sets. What we saw from this is some really interesting performance improvements. Based on our results, moderately large data sets, so hundred meg to one gig, saw forty one percent improvements, and very large data sets, greater than one gig, saw a forty eight percent improvement in terms of their runtime. Amazon Text announces updates to the Analyze Expense API used for processing documents such as invoices and receipts. The latest Analyze Expense API provides support for 40 plus normalized fields. The newly supported normalized fields include both summary fields like vendor address and line item fields like product code. So with this new capability, customers can directly extract their desired information to save time from writing, maintaining, complex post-processing code. Along with the normalized key value pairs and regular key value pairs, Analyze Expense now provides the entire OCR output and the API response so you can get all the raw stuff as well if you want to do anything fancy. Another update for Amazon Textract is updates to the Analyze ID API. Now the Analyze ID API is a specialized capability that extracts data from identity documents like US driver's license and passports and now we have some additions to this. It now provides data extraction for the machine readable zone or MRZ code on US passports. This is in addition to a bunch of other capabilities that it already has. And Amazon Textract has announced updates to the forms and text extraction features and we're pleased to announce quality enhancements for the forms and extraction features available via the analyzed document API. Now it now provides enhanced key value pair extraction accuracy, and more specificity for single-character box forms commonly found in documents like tax and immigration forms. Now, these documents have traditionally been challenging to extract information from because of the complexity of how the words are captured in boxes. Textract is now able to utilize its knowledge of these single-character boxed forms to provide higher accuracies in value pair extraction. We're also pleased to announce support for the E13B fonts commonly found in deposit checks and accuracy improvements to detect international bank account numbers in banking documents and long words like email addresses as well. So it's getting better all around.
0: Now onto the topic of management and governance, announcing reoccurring custom lines for AWS Billing Conductor. Starting today, customers can create custom lines in AWS Billing Conductor, easy as ABC, then that spans across multiple billing periods. For customers who want to apply consistent discounts or fees to specific billing groups, reoccurring custom lines remove the need to create a new custom line item each month for the same purpose. For example, customers can use a flat reoccurring custom line to distribute credits or use percentage-based reoccurring custom line items to apply a managed service fee or tax. ABC applies reoccurring custom lines items at the beginning of each new billing period. Announcing AWS Resource Explorer. Today, AWS announces AWS Resource Explorer, a managed capability that simplifies the search and discovery of resources, such as Amazon Elastic Compute Cloud EC2 instances, Amazon Kinesis Stream, and Amazon DynoDB tables across AWS regions in your AWS account. AWS Resource Explorer is available at no additional charge to you. Start your search uh, in AWS Resource Explorer console. The AWS command line CLI is also available. The AWS SDK or also unified search bar from where you are in AWS Management Console. From the search result displayed in the console, you can go to your resources service console and region in a single step and take actions. AWS CloudTrail Lake now supports encryption using customer managed KMS keys (CMK). AWS CloudTrail announces the ability to use your own customer managed KMS keys (CMK) to encrypt the active logs stored in CloudTrail Lake. CloudTrail has always provided encryption by default using AWS own KMS keys for all data sources in Cloud Lake CloudTrail Lake. This feature provides you the option of adding a self-managed security layer to your activity logs to help you meet the compliance and regulatory requirements of your organization. AWS Config now supports 14 more resource types for services, including AWS IoT Events, AWS Cloud Map, Amazon EventBridge, EC2 Image Builder, AWS DataSync, AWS Glue, Amazon Route 53, and Amazon Elastic Container. Registry. With this launch, you can now use AWS Config to monitor configuration data with four newly supported resource types in your AWS account. AWS Config provides a detailed view of the configuration of AWS resource in your AWS account, including how resources are configured and how configuration change over time. Amazon CloudWatch Logs now supports export of SSE KMS encrypted S3 buckets. Amazon CloudWatch Logs now supports exporting logs of Amazon Simple Storage Service S3 buckets encrypted using server-side encryption with KMS SSE KMS keys. CloudWatch customers can export within a selected time range from CloudWatch to S3 buckets in their own or another AWS account. With today's launch, customers can leverage the enhanced protection and audit trail offered by Amazon S3 bucket encrypted using SSE KMS as a part of their log exports. Customers can create and manage customer managed keys or use AWS managed keys that are unique to each customer, their service, and their region. AWS CloudTrail announces delegated administrator account support for AWS organizations. Today, AWS CloudTrail announces support for the delegated administrator accounts, which provides customers the ability to manage organization trails and CloudTrail Lake event data sources from an account other than the managed account in AWS organization. Delegated administrator supports enables flexibility for customers by allowing the management account to delegate CloudTrail administrative actions to an organization member account, such as security and logging member accounts. With this feature, the management account of the organization remains the owner of the CloudTrail organization resources, even when those organization trails or CloudTrail Lake event stores resources are created and managed through the delegated administrator account. This helps customers with maintaining continuity of organization-wide CloudTrail audits, avoiding any disruption when changes are made to organization in AWS organization. AWS Well-Architected Tools improves workload discovery and speeds up review. Super excited about this one. AWS is pleased to announce the availability of two new features of in the AWS Well-Architected Tools, AWS WA tool, integration with AWS Trusted Advisor and AWS Service Catalog App Registry. That will help you more easily discover the information needed to answer Well-Architected review questions and shorten your review time. With the AWS Trusted Advisor integration, the AWS Well-Architected tool now presents findings based on automated Trusted Advisor resource checks, providing you further contextual information during your review. This change improves the accuracy of your answers and the speed of your review. The AWS Well-Architected Review is also integrated with AWS Service Catalog App Registry. The AWS Service Catalog App Registry lets you store your AWS application and their associate resource collections and application attribute groups. The integration of the AWS Catalog App Registry provides you better visibility into the application that are associated with the workloads during the Well-Architected Review process, saving you time by tracking and organizing your workloads associated with your resources. I am definitely going to use this next time with my customers when I do the Well-Architected Review with them. I'm excited about this one. AWS CloudFormation now supports Amazon RDS multi-AZ deployments with two readable standbys. AWS CloudFormation now supports Amazon Relational Database Service RDS multi-AZ deployments with two readable standbys. AWS CloudFormation speeds up cloud provisioning with infrastructure as code. You can use AWS CloudFormation templates to deploy and modify Amazon RDS multi-AZ deployments with two readable standbys Along with the rest of your AWS infrastructure in a secure, efficient, and repeatable manner. AWS CloudFormation Stack Set improves insights on stack instances for stack set operations. Today, AWS CloudFormation Stack Sets improves the access to detailed information on stack instances for stack set operations. You can get account of failed stack instances for stack set operations in described stack set operations. Additionally, you can list and filter stack instances for stack set operations in list stack instances. Customers use confirmation stack sets to provision and manage stacks in multiple AWS accounts and region in a single operations. However, a stack set does not provision and update stack instances in AWS accounts. In case where accounts have same resources, accounts may have missed AIM role dependency, and more. AWS Security Hub now supports bidirectional integration via AWS Service Management Connector for Atlassian Jira Service Management Cloud. Starting today, customers can detect and resolve AWS security findings from AWS Security Hub via AWS Service Management Connector. This integration is built in using Atlassian Forge or Atlassian Jira Service Management JSM Cloud. AWS Security Hub's Helps customers to perform security best practices checks, aggregate alerts, and enable automated remediation. It enables users to view security findings from AWS services such as Amazon Guard Duty, Amazon Inspector, as well as AWS Partner Solutions. This bi directional integration between AWS Security Hub and JIRA Service Management Incident enables JSM users and developers to manage AWS security findings while leveraging their existing workflows in JIRA Service Management Incidents. AWS Service Management Connector now supports provisioning AWS catalog pr- products in Atlassian Jira Service Management Cloud. Starting today, customers can search, request, and provision products from AWS Service Catalog via AWS Service Management Connector. This integration is built using Atlassian Forge for Atlassian Jira Service Manager JSM Cloud. With this connector, administrators administrator can use existing AWS Service Catalog configuration, including curated products, portfolios, constraints, and tagging, and expose them to JSM Cloud Administrator and users. Administrators can view AWS Service Catalog portfolios and products, align them to organizational structures, grant access to JSM Cloud users, and connect JSM workflows to provisioning requests. JSM Cloud end users can browse and request provision of AWS Service Catalog products, including AWS Marketplace software products that have been copied to AWS Service Catalog. AWS System Manager Incident Manager now streamlined responses to Jira Service Management Cloud incidents via AWS Service Management Connector. Starting today, customers can respond, investigate, and resolve incidents affecting their AWS-hosted application via AWS System Manager Incident Manager with the AWS Service Management Connector. This integration is built using Atlassian Forge for Atlassian Jira Service Manager, JSM Cloud. AWS System Manager is the operation hub for AWS applications, and resources that helps automate reactive process to quickly diagnose and remediate operational issues. With the Incident Manager integration with JSM Cloud, customers can now automate their incident response plans in Incident Manager and automatically synchronize their incidents into JSM Cloud. This feature enables faster resolution for critical application availability and performance issues without disrupting existing workflows in Jira Service Management Cloud.
1: Onto to the topic of media services, AWS Elemental Media Connect adds support for high-fidelity color workloads. So it now supports RGB 10 and 12-bit 444 color spaces via AWS Cloud Digital Interface, which means you can enable workloads like color grading that require high-fidelity color at low latency. Now, the RGB 10 and 12-bit color spaces are in addition to the currently supported option of YCBCR 10-bit 422. Onto the topic of migration and transfer. AWS Migration Hub Refactor Spaces now automatically handles DNS changes. So customers use automatic DNS updates to avoid building infrastructure to manage IP, uh, address changes and gain improved operational safety. This new feature lets customers create services using DNS names in the URL and refactor spaces and automatically re-resolves the DNS name when the TTL expires or every 60 seconds for TTLs less than 60 seconds. Uh, Refactor Spaces now handles more of the infrastructure needed for multi-account HTTP routing, so you can focus on safely and incrementally refactoring your application. AWS Migration Hub Orchestrator now supports Microsoft SQL Server migration. So this helps you simplify and accelerate your SQL Server database migration to AWS. You can now easily create a SQL Server migration workflow, automate the manual tasks involved in the migration and track the migration process in the same console with this capability you can reduce sql server migration time and effort to avoid schedule and cost overruns adibus microservice extractor for.net now extracts and ports code from web forms and wcf to.net on linux is a really cool little Capability, The AWS Microservice Extractor for .NET is an assistive tool that simplifies refactoring monolithic .NET applications into independent microservices. With this new feature, Microservice Extractor helps extract source code segments as microservices or shared libraries from your legacy ASP.NET web forms or and Window Communicator Foundation-based applications, and it ports those directly to modern cross-platform .NET. The new capability enables developers to refactor older Windows OS-dependent applications with minimal rewrite to newer .NET running on Linux containers, which reduces your costs and improves your performance.
0: Now onto the topic of networking and content delivery. Amazon Virtual Private Cloud VPC now supports the transfer of Elastic IP addresses between AWS accounts. Today, we're announcing the Elastic IP Transfer, a new Amazon VPC feature that allows you to transfer your Elastic IP addresses from one AWS account to another, making it easier to move Elastic IP during AWS account restructuring. Prior to this, when moving application to a new AWS account, you had to allocate new Elastic IP addresses for your application, requiring you uh, to allow list the new Elastic IP addresses in your connectivity resources, such as routers and firewalls, which slow down migrations. With Elastic IP Transfer, you can now uh, be able to use the same Elastic IP addresses for your application even after you move them to a new AWS account, eliminating the need to allow list connectivity resources and accelerating your migration. The IPv6 subnet default gateway router now supports multiple addresses. Amazon Virtual Private Cloud VPC now supports two new addresses for the default gateway router for IPv6. With this launch, we now support the following addresses of subnet 1 and f 80 ec 21 These addresses can be used for static router configuration within applications that are restricted to communicate with only global unicast addresses, GUA. With IPv4, we support the static subnet-based addresses subnet 1 for the default gateway router. Before today, we were able to support a link-local MAC-based address for IPv6 that was dependent on the MAC address of the router. With this address, customers had to wait for the router advertisement to derive the gateway router address before configuring the next hop information for their application. With the support of subnet one address, we now have created parity with the IPv4 gateway router address. Now this makes it possible to enable application to communicate with the GUA only address. The fe 80 aec 21 is a static address with the link local range allowing simple upfront configuration for application. Both eliminate the need to wait for neighbor advertisement to discover the address and both support backward compatibility in that way they will resolve to the link local MAC address in their response. Amazon CloudFort now supports JA3 fingerprint headers. Amazon CloudFort now supports CloudFort Viewer. JA3 fingerprint headers enabling customers to access incoming viewer requests JA3 fingerprints. Customers can use the JA3 fingerprints to implement custom logic to block malicious clients or allow requests from uh, expected clients only. A CloudFront viewer JA3 fingerprint header contains 32 character hash fingerprints of the TLS client hello package of the incoming viewer request. The fingerprint encapsulates information about how the client communicates and can be used to profile clients that share the same pattern. You can add CloudFront Viewer JA3 fingerprint header to origin request policy and attach the policy to your CloudFront distribution. You can then inspect the header value in your origin application in your Lambda at Edge and CloudFront functions and compare the header value against the list of known malware fingerprints to block malicious clients. You can also compare the header's value against the list of expected fingerprints to allow requests bearing the expected fingerprints. Application Load Balancer now supports turning off cross-zone load balancing per target group. Application Load Balancer now supports the ability to route traffic only to target groups in the same zone as the Load Balancer node. This allows you to maintain zonal isolation of your software stack while using application load balancer across multiple zone providing increased availability during zonal failures can turn off the cross zone load balancing on a per target basis per region. You can also use AWS SDK to turn off the cross-zone load balancing programmatically for multiple target groups associated with one or more load balancer. This feature works for auto-scaling scenarios in the background and ensures that the target applications are scaled on a per AZ basis. This feature also adds the required zonal dimension for various existing load balancer metrics. AWS Private 5G service now includes support for multiple radio units. AWS Private 5G is a managed service that makes it easier to deploy, operate, and scale your own private mobile network with all required hardware and software provision by AWS. To set up the private mobile network and connect devices, AWS delivers and maintains the following required components. Small cell radio units subscriber identity modules, SIM cards, and mobile network software running in AWS cloud. Today, we're pleased to announce the support for scaling your network anytime you need by ordering additional small cell radio units to extend coverage or additional SIMs to connect more devices.
1: Onto the topic of quantum technologies. Amazon Bracket adds support for a neural atom quantum processor named Aquila from Q-era Computing Inc. Now, if you haven't used Amazon Bracket, it's the quantum computing service from AWS, and it now has support for Aquila, which is a new neural atom-based quantum processor from Qera Computing Incorporated. As a special-purpose device designed for solving optimization problems and the study of quantum phenomena in nature, it enables researchers in industry and academia to explore a new analog paradigm in quantum computing. So this is a really interesting thing. Now, while the Aquila device is not a universal quantum computer, it is capable of a paradigm of quantum computing known as analog Hamiltonian simulation, or AHS, whereby users can encode a problem of interest in a mathematical object known as the Hamiltonian, and the quantum processor can simulate the dynamics of a quantum system under that Hamiltonian. With up to 256 qubits, a system size that is hard to simulate classically today, Aquila can solve for the static and dynamic Properties of quantum systems of many interacting particles. Now, researchers can access and experiment with a state-of-the-art AHS device with no upfront commitments and pay as you go pricing, as they can with all other quantum computers on Amazon Bracket. Onto the topic of satellite, AWS Grand Station adds support for customer-provided ephemeris in preview. Now, this empowers space vehicle owners to provide their own position and trajectory information for a satellite as it orbits the Earth. Over the next year, satellite rideshare providers are planning on launching more than 100 satellites from around the world. With customer-provided ephemeris, flight operations crews can conduct tracking and telemetry operations for space vehicles until entry into final orbit. Customers can also use this feature to improve the quality of tracking of satellites already in orbit and to modify antenna pointing based on orbital maneuvers.
0: Now onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. AWS Security Hub launches support for the Center of Internet Security CIS, AWS Foundational Benchmark version 1.4.0. AWS Security Hub now supports the automated security check aligned to the Center of Internet Security CIS Foundation benchmark version, level also including level one and two CIS v 1.4.0. Security Hub CIS version 1.4.0 standardized, includes up to 39 automated rules that conducts continuous checks against 38 CIS version 1.4.0 requirements across eight AWS services. The CIS version 1.4.0 standard is supported in addition to CIS v.2.0 standard, which is previously available in Security Hub. AWS Security Hub adds Wiz as a new integration partner. AWS Security Hub has added Wiz as a new integration partner to help you with your cloud security posture monitoring. Wiz sends findings about critical risks in your cloud environment to Security Hub to help you maintain your security posture and compliance events. Integration with Wiz brings Security Hub up to 82 partners integration. Security Hub is available globally and is designed to give you a comprehensive view of your security posture across your AWS account. With the Security Hub, you now have a single place that aggregates organizes, and prioritize your security alerts or finding from multiple AWS services, including Amazon Card Duty, Amazon Inspector, Amazon Macy's, AWS Firewall Manager, AWS System Manager, Patch Manager, AWS Config, AWS Health, AWS IAM Access Analyzer, as well as from over 65 AWS Partner Network APN solutions. AWS Certificate Manager now supports Elliptical Curve Digital Signature Algorithms TLS Certificates. You can now use AWS Certificate Manager (ACM) to request and use Elliptical Curve Digital Signature Algorithms, ECDSA, P256, and P384 Transport Layer TLS certificates to secure your network traffic. TLS certificates are used to secure network communication and establish the identity of websites over the internet as well as resources on private networks. ACM lets you as easily provision, manage, and deploy public and private TLS certificates. AWS Secrets Manager increases the API requests per second limits. AWS Secrets Manager now supports higher request rates for core sets of API operations, get secret value, describe secret, and list secrets. The request rate limits for get secret value and describe secret have been increased to 10,000 requests per second. The request rate for List Secrets API operations has been increased to 100 requests per second. No action is required uh, from your part. These increased API limits are available at no additional cost and will automatically be applied to your AWS accounts. These limits increase makes it easier for you to scale your Secrets Manager operations. AWS Firewall Manager can now import existing AWS Network Firewall resources. Starting today, AWS Firewall Manager supports import existing network firewall features that enables customers to discover existing AWS network firewalls and bring them under the central management of AWS Firewall Manager. With this feature, you can see your security coverage provided by existing firewall across AWS organization and manage those firewalls without having to instantiate new ones. Prior to today, customers using Firewall Manager do not have direct visibility into the existing firewall coverage across their accounts. Security teams and individual accounts often ended up duplicating firewall coverage for accounts or overriding existing protections, resulting in additional overhead for the teams to resolve. Now, using this feature, you can discover pre-existing firewall and associate a set of rules and centrally manage them across all associated firewalls to meet your security standards. AWS WAF now supports granular geographic match. Starting today, AWS WAF geographic match statements adds labels to each request to indicate ISO 3166 country and region codes. Getting started with the updated geographic match rules statement is easy. The geographic match rule adds geographic regions and country labels to every request that it evaluates, enabling customers to write match statements according to the regions they wish to block or allow geographic match rule statements can be combined with other AWS WAF rules to build sophisticated filtering policies.
1: And our last topic for today is the topic of storage. Amazon S3 Glacier improves restore throughput by up to 10X when retrieving large volumes of archived data. Customers often need to retrieve millions or even billions of archived objects quickly when restoring backups, responding to audit requests or retraining machine learning models, or even performing analytics on historical data. Now Amazon S3 Glacier supports restore requests at a rate of up to 1,000 transactions per second per account in an AWS region. The improved restore rate allows your applications to initiate restore requests from S3 Glacier at a much faster rate, which reduces your restore completion time. In addition, with S3 batch operations, you can now automatically initiate requests at a faster rate, allowing you to restore billions of objects containing petabytes of data with just a few clicks on the S3 console or with one API request. The retrieval performance benefit scales with a number of restored objects and reduces data retrieval completion times by up to 90%. And AWS Backup now supports restore of VMware workloads to Amazon EC2. So this allows you to restore your VMware backups directly in EC2 as EC2 native instances. And AWS Backup can restore to on-premises VMware, VMware Cloud TM on AWS Cloud Post, AWS, uh, VMware Cloud on AWS and Amazon Elastic Block Store. Adibus Backup also supports restoring virtual machines at the VM level or the disk level as well. My goodness me, there were a lot of updates today, Han. We had uh, 106 to be correct. So congratulations if you were able to list all of them or listen to all of them. And there will be a quiz later.
0: It took my breath away. How about you?
1: <laughs> How do people reach out to you?
0: You can reach out to me in my Twitter handler at Han Solo underscore one. That's H A W N S O L O underscore one
1: and if you want to go old school adibispodcast at amazon.com is the place to do it and until next time keep on building